Welcome back to the Bloom Line. It's your host and content creator, Michelle. And I am super excited to have you guys back for another episode. This is the last week of Women History Month. If you didn't know, March is Women's History Month. It's a national thing. Look it up. And this year, the theme is Visionary Women of Peace. And so I had my vision board party, had an amazing women's empowerment summit, which is Be My Sister's Keeper. We had over 30 phenomenal women who came to celebrate with us. Shout out to Cordera, who was our empowerment coach that day, and also Aisha Nura, uh, who did a share circle with us. It was a really powerful experience. We learned about finance. We learned about um, ownership. We learned about branding, marketing. It was just really a phenomenal event. And I'm not just saying that because <laughs> yours truly, your girl put it together. But it actually was a pretty great event. And I'm looking forward to doing it next year. But today, of course, we're celebrating another queen. However, that queen happens to be me. So the schedule and everything for the women that I wanted to feature for this episode, I had three and schedules didn't really match up, you know, um, and uh, yeah, they, we just wasn't able to make it happen. So this is an opportunity for you to celebrate yourself as I am celebrating myself today with you guys on this episode. So as you guys know, this month I have been stepping back from social media. And so I'm going to go through some things that I've learned about myself. Um, and you guys also know that I've been fasting this month. Also, so uh, there's also some like, you know, awakenings, I guess some spiritual revelations that I would like to share with you guys too. And so yeah, let's go ahead and get right into the episode. Okay, so this month we're coming to a close and I was focused on three things this month, this in particular month, I mean, outside of celebrating women, connecting with women, um, you know, all that jazz, I was really focused on three prioritized goals. So I have this vision board and things that I want to accomplish, but I've also been kind of organizing my goals by priorities. So I have three prioritized goals that I've been focused on this month. One of them was fasting. Okay. Um, very early on in my journey of healing and self-discovery, um, I just had this like thirst for, for God, a spiritual connection, more depth, um, the energies, whatever you want to, you know, categorize that as for me, I was thirsting for Christ, you know? And, um, when I first started trying to find my way back home, I was fasting for 30 days at a time, back to back, back to back. And I would text people that I was normally talking to and say, hey, I'm going to be fasting for the next 30 days from this time to this time. If if you don't hear from me after 7 p.m. until the next day, you know, it is what it is. During that fast, I also disconnect myself from social media. I disconnect myself from people that I feel are negative or don't bring any positivity or can help me kind of grow during those 30 days also. Um, And sometimes, honestly, people disconnect on their own. Honestly, I don't know if it's the energies or like whatever, but for some reason, the people that I have in mind to not get in contact with never reaches out to me in these times. And then after my fast, the devil be working extra hard, be like, oh, let me just drop this person in your DMs real quick. But I, I believe that's a real thing. But, um, you know, I do feel like when you have an open mind and heart uh, set on, okay, I want to be able to do this. And so fasting for me is an act of self-love. Um, it's me really focused on prioritizing God in my life, 
And me doing that helps me become more centered. It helps me become more aligned. It makes me more happier, more, you know, free. It's just re- really me spending time with myself and my savior. And over time, I've realized that that part of me is necessary. And so I take the time to be able to do that. During this time, you know, um, I don't really listen to outside people and the things that uh, they're instructing me to do unless me and Jesus had a conversation about it. I like really try to focus on things that I feel are going to help me accomplish my goals. And so not to say that God doesn't send other people to come and send messages to you. I do listen, but um, I do take them into consideration. But at the end of the day, I make my own choices. So um, it's a really great experience to kind of cleanse yourself and kind of realign, refocus, and get recentered with things that matter. And I realize that at this point in my life that it's more purposeful driven than anything. You know, I keep posting on social media like I'm going to double my income in the next year. And I'm not like a money motivated person. However, I understand that making more money just gives me more options and I'll have the freedom to be able to do some things that I want to be able to do. And so anyways, um, it's never really about living a lifestyle anymore. Those were my early 20s and those were driven by like, you know, hip hop culture and society, things like that. The the pressure of keeping up with the Joneses and um, that hood mentality of looking rich or doing certain things to appear as if you got it. So I'm not really there in that space any longer. Uh, although I do want to live a nice lifestyle, but I realize that and at the end of the day, those things really don't motivate me any longer. So my heart is in service of other people. And so I appreciate this this space that I have with the podcast that allows me able to do that on, on another level. And so I'm just trying to make sure all areas of my life, I'm improving as a person, number one, because I can't really help somebody else unless I do it for myself, but also have myself in a position where I can help other people accomplish the same thing. And so I'm aiming to do that for every area of my life. And so, uh, so far I think I'm doing okay. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I realized during my fasting this month is that I'm really seeking ownership. You know, I'm really seeking control, um, of, the options that I have, uh, the things that I'm able to do. Like, I want to be able to control my environment and things that I can do. Um, And I just really want to be able to have options, really. And what I mean by options, meaning I would rather go to Whole Foods, but, you know, maybe right now my options are limited to freaking Winn-Dixie. But I I would like to be able to travel more, um, but... I need more options on how to be able to do that, if that makes sense. Um, In a way where I'm not jeopardizing my adult responsibilities, obviously, meaning bills (laughs) in layman's terms. Um, But I realized during this fast um, that, you know, my savior is very important to me as a person. Um, Not that I push that on anybody else, but know that when you interact with me or you want me in your life, know that the savior comes with me because that's obviously Um, where I get my example of love from. I'll never be able to emulate that love, but I'll do the best that I possibly can. And so that brings me to the point of I really have a heart of service. I love to serve others. And I realized that um, I need to learn different ways uh, to be able to do that and for it to translate in every area of my life. And so that's what I'm working on. I love to serve people. It brings me a lot of joy and um, a lot of happiness being able to do that. And so I'm really excited to continue to explore, you know, that side of me. Um, and one of the other things that I learned was oh, I am really bad at celebrating myself, <laughs> to say you know so it's so funny that this episode happened to be uh bottled down to me celebrating myself because I realized that I don't know how to do that I can amp up somebody else I mean I can write great bios for people I can 
you know, empower them, speak life into them. And I'm like, well, dang, when it comes to me speaking about myself, the things that I've accomplished, the things that I want to do, I find myself at a really difficult point where I I can't do that or I don't feel like I'm allowed to. And so I don't like you never want to talk about yourself. You want to seem too, you know, cocky or too confident or you want to make people feel bad or you don't want to listen to yourself. Talk about yourself. It just sounds you just sound like a douchebag. So for me, I found myself running around in circles to just talk about myself, to just sell myself, to just say, you can do this stuff, you know, Um, and one of my friends, uh, you guys get an exclusive, I got nominated for this really amazing program here in South Florida, and one of my prioritized goals for this year was to become a community leader in a sense of, you know, sharing financial literacy. I think that is very important for the you know, for the evolution of, of our community as African Americans, um, me personally as uh, from Haitian descent, um, but just in the world in general, there is a huge gap in that. And so for the last four years, it has been something that I have been studying and, and researching and, and acquiring the licenses for me to be able to do it in an official sense, you know. However, um, I had the opportunity to submit an application after the nomination. It's like, we would love to learn more about you. Here's an application. We encourage you to fill it out. And I was like, oh, snap. Number one, it's an honor that a peer acknowledged my efforts and the things that I want to be able to do for the state of Florida, my community, Broward County. And they submitted my name for it. And then I actually got selected to move forward for the application process, you know. So, duh, obviously I'm qualified enough, right? So I'm filling out this application. I have my friend look at it. She's editing it because if anyone knows me, I like to present my best self the first time because first impression is everything. You know, you want to make sure that you're representing yourself in the best way. So, yeah, I was a little extra, whatever. I'm extra, um, in some people's eyes, but I wanted to make sure that gram- like grammar, punctuation, things flowed well, like they had, they had a sense of who I was. And so I asked her, hey, can you edit this for me? And so some of the responses, she was like, ah, rolling my eyes, dig deeper, because I'm always telling her to dig deeper with her poetry. And so you guys know Princess has been on this podcast, so I can just go ahead and say her name. So shout out to Princess and Mina who actually was a guest on the episode last week, who also helped me edit, you know, the questions uh, or the responses for this application. So shout out to these two queens, queens celebrating queens, you know, we uplifting each other, want to support each other and see um, each other ultimately achieve our goals and dreams. And so editing is not cheap if you were to actually pay somebody to go through every single word and and all these things so I I really appreciate them for that anyways so she's like dig deeper this makes any sense you're going around in circles like how is it that you can talk about other people or you can you know when we talk one-on-one um I share all these amazing things that I want to be able to do and and she's like, hello, we talked about this. What about you wanting to do this and do this and do that? And I'm like, dang, can you just write this for me? Can you just submit these answers? Because she was making me sound so good. And I was like, oh, my goodness, those are the things that I think about in my mind, you know. But I think it stems from when I was younger, being around other women who would criticize me and beat me down for being quote-unquote smart or knowing a lot of things or my hair being long or my tummy being flat or people like you know receiving me well that I was always so it was like you get beat up for being yourself because of the insecurities of other people and so then you think that you're not good enough you know I worked in corporate America since I was 18 I didn't have a degree 
but I was working with people who had it, who had MBAs. How did I know about MBAs or masters or bachelor's degrees or certifications in this and da 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 da? That's because I worked with people who were sharing their stories about how they went to college and they did this X Y Z and they're a hundred thousand dollars in debt, has a PhD that they can't even use or MBA in accounting and blah blah blah, whatever it was. That's how I knew about what those things were. But I was fortunate enough to be able to. Um, acquire a skill set, a way of speaking to people, uh, worth ethic that I believe I get from my parents, Um, you know, certain things that I just was naturally great at that landed me certain jobs that where I was able to work from, you know, the ground up to get in positions of leadership. and, And I didn't have degrees for that. You know, people would pull me out of, you know, my workspace into the office and ask, well, how are you accomplishing this? And these are people who have degrees, who have been with the company for 10 years, and they're trying to find out, oh, well, how did you do this, do that? And for a long time, I always had an insecurity of not being smart enough or not being good enough because I didn't have a piece of paper to tell me that I, I was. I don't know if anyone remembers in South Florida, but the FCAT was a super huge deal, you know? Um, and they made a lot of emphasis on these exams, these state tests and these exams. And um, I think the school system is kind of designed in a way to uh, make you feel inferior. If you don't pass these certain things, if you don't reach a certain level of where the they deem you uh, to be, then you automatically are not good enough. And maybe that's the way that I in receiving it, but that's the way that it actually seems, especially when you have teachers telling you you're not going to be good for nothing but to lay on your back. You know, that's the environment, um, that's the school system that I grew up in. I'm pretty sure a lot of people in South Florida would be able to attest to that, or maybe anywhere, really. Um, I can only really speak on my experiences. I grew up in South Florida, so it is what it is. Um, But if you're listening from anywhere else, then if you've had those experiences too, I'm, I'm really sorry. But for a long time, I felt because I didn't have certain accolades, I didn't accomplish certain things. If certain people didn't co-sign me, then, you know, you're not good enough. And the fact that, you know, sometimes even people in your own circles, people in your family, you know, they know certain things about you when you were struggling, when you were broke, and you ask them for money, or you ask them to help you with something, or they see you make mistakes and and um, they see you with the wrong friends, they experience some of that backlash, you know, your family and your close friends are the first people to see the side of you that the rest of the world doesn't see. And sometimes those people, um, you know, kind of don't believe in you or think that you're capable of doing certain things because they know the path that you've been on or the things that you have experienced in their past. And so that's why this fast was very important for me to align myself with Christ because I had to get back to that. Because really quickly, will you get in a in a space where you start to um, worry about what other people have going on when you know, you feel it inside of you that God has placed something on your heart to be able to do? And because of those things, you doubt yourself. Because I'm I, honestly, for what I believe that the Lord has put on my heart to do. I think that I am the worst person to do it. And I'm just being honest. And maybe that's the reason why I was dragging my feet with submitting this application. I even got frustrated at some point was like, hey, anyways, I'm just going to submit it the way that it is because of X, Y, and Z. And Princess is like, are you kidding me? Do you not know who you are? Like, no, let me do this. Let me accept the help and whatever, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But, you know, when you disconnect yourself from your source, when you disconnect yourself from what gives you that peace, that keeps you grounded, that that makes you feel like you're capable of accomplishing anything, I'm telling you right now, you need to disconnect yourself from those things that keep you from that positive energy, that that motivation that makes you want to be more, do more. And for me, that's what this fast was for me. I needed to get back to the source, you know, um, I needed to make sure, am I crazy, like, are you sure, (laughs) because I may not be the right person for this, I, 
I just really struggle with it myself. I don't understand why you're picking me. And then I figured, well, maybe it's because I've struggled with it for so many years. Maybe this time I'm going to get it right. And so it's not something that I haven't done because I have become, um, you know, a testimony of, of growth. And when you're determined to do certain things, it's possible. I've done it. And so I know that I'm capable, but because I'm struggling with it, I guess is the reason why I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm the right person. And so, yeah, I submitted that application, you guys. And that's one goal that, you know, if I get accepted into this program, that boom is already accomplished and already in the works before the half of the year. And it's crazy because I was in Utah and I was just like, yo, I don't know what I'm about to do with my life. I I thought I knew, but like, it's just not clear. I don't know. And um, then I get back and I'm like, whoa, everything was just like lined up back to back, meeting different people. My name was literally in rooms, my feet had not entered yet and I posted that on my Instagram and that was a reality I thought it sound good I wanted it to be real I posted it on Instagram next thing you know it was a reality for me you know and I'm grateful for all those people who were telling me Michelle just speak what you want out loud write it down and even the things that I'm afraid to say out loud God knows and he's like I'm listening because it will happen. People would say things. It, opportunities will, will happen. Those doors would close. And I'd be like, oh, that ain't nothing about the Lord. Like, God shows up in so many different ways. You don't need to physically see him. You don't need to physically touch him. Like, you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, this man is above the world. Hello? You know, and it's just like, this man shows up. And he shows out. Even with the things that we do not speak out loud, he does. He he hears you. He hears you. He hears you. And I just encourage you, if you guys don't know what fasting is, it's just really, you know, and I don't know the technical, you know, uh, definition of fasting. And you guys look that up on on uh, Google, Webster, dictionary.com, however you want to do that. Look it up. But for me... Fasting is an opportunity for me to be able to, um, I, I stopped eating and drinking for a 24-hour period. So from 7 p.m. to 7 p.m., you know, I fast. I don't drink. I don't eat anything. I normally have like one meal a day. Um, but this fast was a little different because I was traveling I had to, unfortunately, get on some medication this month, and so I had to kind of alter the way that my fast was um, because I had to eat with that medication, and so I had to take that medication twice a day, and still do for the next like 20 days, I think, or 24 days. So um, my fast kind of got interrupted by some medical things. However, I still took it very seriously um, as far as making sure that I was reading um, growth, not just scriptures, not just the Bible, but I was reading things that were growing me, that um, were things that I'm interested in, things that I want to do, inspirational things, motivational things. Um, I stayed away from social media a lot. Uh, (laughs) When I first started this fast, um, I think I was at 21 hours of screen time. If you have an iPhone, it tells you that every week. At least I have it set up to tell me that every week. And then the second week, it went down to 11. The third week, it went down to nine. And this recent week, it went down to seven. And so I was spending way too much time on my phone. Um, So that was another goal, prioritized goal that I was able to accomplish. And when you do things for a consecutive period of time, that allows you to be able to form better habits. And so that's why when I fasted, I fasted for 30 days at a time consecutively, like back to back to back, because 
There are things that I just wanted to make sure that I was focused and determined. I had the discipline. I mean, this thing trains you in so many different ways. You wouldn't even really be able to believe it. You have to experience it in order for you to be able to, to do it. You don't have to do it as, you know, extreme as me who do it for 30 days. Um, you can do it for a week. You can do it for a day. You can do it for three days. That's really between you, your mind, and your spirit, you know. Um, but it helps me to be able to grow discipline, controlling my body, controlling my thoughts, controlling the way that I react, um, training my mind to think positively, to receive positive things, um, training, you know, my soul to, to learn how to speak to that higher power, how to identify, recognize, how to respond, how to, you know, um, kind of really develop the God in me. You know what I'm saying? And so it's important. Um, and I think that fasting is the ultimate, you know, way of tapping into self-love you know it, it really does help in a lot of different ways and so those were two of my prioritized goals this month which I believe I did fairly well can't say I did great but I did fairly well I, I'm proud of myself and um the things that I've learned about myself uh I'm really proud of you know I, I need to learn how to to value myself and not to allow a degree or a piece of paper to say that I'm qualified to be able to do something or I'm qualified to be able to, um, you know, start certain initiatives or things. Um, other people don't qualify you. God is the one that prepares you um, and qualifies you to do certain things. And so for me, I learned... Um, that even though I was saying things out of my mouth that I wasn't concerned about, what other people thought, you know, I'm a person that loves people, and um, I am concerned about what other people think of me. Um, not in a sense where I'm beating myself up, but because I want to be able to have opportunities to learn from people. So if they think a certain way about me, or see me a certain way, then those defense mechanisms or the opportunity to be open and learn from one another is kind of shut off. And at this point in my life, I really don't want to be connected to anyone that I don't feel like I can connect to, be real with, be honest, and grow from, learn different things. Like, I'm all about growth and progression. So that if I don't feel like you're doing that, whether you're family, whether you're friends, whether you're coworkers, whether you're whoever, like, I'm not, we're not, not doing it, basically, and so I've been learning how to set healthy boundaries, putting my foot down and saying, no, I'm not accepting that, um, you're gonna address me differently, and you know what, shout out to the person who thinks I'm Beyonce, okay, <laughs> shout out to the person who thinks I'm Beyonce, because I demand respect when, you know, doing business or, or requiring certain things, Somebody said, who do you think you is, Beyonce? And I was like, no, I'm a shelter, but I still uh, expect to be treated with some respect. And that's another thing that I learned during this fast is that um, people only take you as serious as they take themselves. People idolize these celebrities and, um, you know, people in the entertainment business or people who are rich or, you know, that has this lifestyle, quote unquote, that they admire. And it's really because people admire them. People bow down to them, quote unquote, or people show up for them or like whatever. And so um, people idolize these individuals and then all of a sudden everyone gets compared to these certain people when you're trying to demand the same human rights that everybody should get, like, you know? And so I had a conversation with someone who was supposed to be on this podcast for this month. We had scheduled it a month ago, and uh, we were supposed to record something happened. I'm like, all right, cool. What's the next time? Can you record? And um, they never responded, um, but I always see them on social media. I followed up with them nothing followed up with them nothing on you know whatever and I'm like all right cool bet no problem and so for me guess what I did 
I got my sister, who is Naya, to do that episode. And the episode did amazing. It went over 100 plays in three days. The response was really good. It helped a lot of other, you know, women of minority. It was a very great conversation. I was happy to have her on my podcast. But when I posted it and was advertising it, it was the same title that we were supposed to have for the other person. And so she messaged me and was very irate about the situation. And I understood how she felt to believe that something was, quote unquote, yours. I, I, I selected you. She felt like I can just fill anybody else in and, and, you know, whatever, whatever. I thought this, I thought that. I thought, right, cool, I get it. But at the same time, I was like, this is my podcast. I reached out to you. I sent you an email. I sent you a calendar invite. You accepted. I messaged you. You said that something came up. No problem, queen. When can we re-record? You're on social media. You're doing this. You're celebrating your birthday. You're doing X, Y, and Z. I, I, I follow up again. Anybody who knows me, I'm pretty good with following up, organizing schedules, planning, stuff like that. So I communicate, you know. Um, and so there was no response. And so she felt some type of way about that. And I was like, all right, queen, maybe next time. And so I had a conversation with a friend and I was like, yo, I low-key kind of feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but at the same time, I know, even though I feel bad at this point in my time, because I can understand where she was coming from. I'm very empathetic. I do think about things with having the other person to consider. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just like this heartless person. But at the same time, where I am now is I'm not accepting people wasting my time just as much as I would not waste their time. Yeah, no, this podcast is not monetized. I'm not making money off of it. But I take my time out to do my own graphics, to promote, to be able to create things for social media content. Like I edit the videos, uh, not the videos, but the audio or yeah, rather my YouTube videos, I edit them myself. Like everything I do on my own, that's time. And so at this point, I know if it was a podcast that was quote unquote a little more popular, that was, you know, publicized on a lot of digital platforms, maybe if it was posted on the shade room, or maybe if certain celebrities was coming on my podcast, it would be of some stature to people. You get what I'm saying? And they would take it a lot more seriously. If it was your favorite star or if it was a company who wanted to do something with you that was of that had a certain, you know, um, that was a prestigious company or some sort of presence on social media or in society in general, you would jump to it. You would not miss an email. You would not miss a phone call. You would not miss a text. So therefore, I'm holding myself to that self, that same standard because I know this podcast is going to be big one day. I know that celebrities will be on this podcast one day. I know that it's going to be a lot bigger than it is now. And so I'm holding myself to that same standard now because that's what I would do for someone else that I'm supporting in their dreams and in their business. I would never play with people's time. I don't do stuff like that. I'm very supportive. I'm supportive in a way where I respect people's time and their money. So with that being said, that's another thing that I was able to set a healthy boundary on to not feel bad about when other people don't keep their word and keep their commitment. I'm not saying that no one is perfect with communication is key. And I don't care if you consider me to be Beyonce or like whatever and I'm acting like this person and acting like that person. No, I'm acting like a person that's taking having the courage to follow their own goals and dreams, their vision of what they want to do for themselves and other people. And so therefore I will be taken seriously. End of story. So that's the last thing that I learned on this fast is that self setting healthy boundaries with your time and your money and your energy and the things that you want to accomplish is imperative because no one else is going to take you seriously. You be your biggest cheerleader. If no one shows up, you still run that thing like there's a hundred people in the room. If no one plays your songs, 
you have your own songs on repeat. If no one wants to repost your stuff, you promote your own stuff. And so people get sick and tired of it because people, they will post a whole bunch of stuff on social media that has nothing to do with with anything. It's a bunch of negativity or it's these celebrities that they never met, they don't know, and they just idolize them so much that, oh my gosh, they're, they're showing this stuff, but they will never repost your stuff and you personally know them. So be your biggest cheerleader, put yourself in a position to win at all times. I don't care about what nobody else got to say about you. You treat yourself with the respect that you demand, that you deserve, that if you were big, this would be the same standard. Treat yourself like you're already a millionaire. Treat yourself like you're already big time in music. Treat yourself like you are already that person who owns that storefront. You make sure that you keep yourself in a position where you are Um, being your biggest cheerleader because I'm gonna tell you one thing when you start to pursue your own dreams you're gonna lose a lot of people you're gonna lose a lot of people because something happens when people see that you're so confident to do something and all of a sudden they say you start acting different when you are no longer a yes man when you are no longer in people's chill corners only being their cheerleader when you're trying to do something their insecurities flare up, and they're like, damn, I wish I could do that, or I had the idea to do this too, and blah, 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 you can do it, you can do whatever you want to do, we shouldn't be looking at each other, our circle of friends, our family, even people that we don't even freaking know as competition, it's ridiculous, and so if someone reaches out to you to support something, or for you to be a part of something, keep your word, because at the end of the day, your word is all you have. You never know what opportunity that is on the other side of that commitment. Because now that person knows what you do. They'll be like, oh, this person supported me when I was starting something from the ground up. I know somebody who does this. I hear this person does that, blah, blah, blah. You support one another. And that's the problem that we have in today's society, especially amongst women. Because we see each other as competition. I'm going to tell you right now, baby, you'll never be Michelle Dunn. And I will never expect to be you. I'll support you in what you're doing. I support myself in what I'm doing. And I never see anybody as competition. I'll be worried about what everybody else got going on. God created only me. And if you don't feel like you're special to God, you should. So with that being said, that was another thing that I learned on my fast. Moving forward, those are the two things. Social media, getting away from social media, fasting. Those are the things that I've learned. And the third thing was for me um, to focus on getting my next license. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Going through this course and studying for this exam is has low-key been giving me anxiety. It stresses me out a little bit. But it's only because I'm putting so much pressure on myself to accomplish these things. And so I, through this time, I'm like, okay, I need to kind of step back. But... Um, I will have you guys know that I'm doing great. I'm getting through the material. I'm scoring over 80s on the practice test, which is great because the only thing I need is a 70. And so, uh, yeah, the state exam only requires a 70, but I've been getting over 80s. I want to be able to get in the 90s so that I can ensure that I pass it. And so that's great. I'm glad that even with this time of me fasting and getting away from social media, that has helped me to really be able to focus on um, giving more time to that. So that has worked out great. Um, so I actually do have two questions that someone DM'd me and asked me about. It was in regards to, um, my episode, I was pregnant once. And it's, thank you guys so much. Like I have new people who are subscribed and listening to my podcast that have been going all the way back from the beginning and kind of catching up, that means so much to me, because some of these episodes is like over an hour long, so that means so much to me that you guys have been taking your time out to really listen to the content that I've been, you know, producing and putting out there to the world, um, I really appreciate it, shout out to all you guys, you guys are the real MVPs of this episode, so anyways, um, young lady asked me, Um, They also recently saw the YouTube video that I posted on uh, my channel, which is the Bloom Line, that kind of explaining the story on how I end up getting pregnant and and having the miscarriage and the whole relationship and friendship that that kind of uh, was in 
intertwined in that experience. And so she wanted to to know if I was dealing with kind of like depression and if that's kind of where my anxiety and things came from. Um, so uh, her name is Crystal and uh, she actually lives in uh, New Jersey. So shout out to people who listen to me in New Jersey. I didn't even know. And uh, she just happened to stumble across the podcast through someone reposting a social media meme. And um, I was like, oh, snap, those things actually work. (laughs) So I guess I'll keep doing them. And so uh, she wanted to know if I was experiencing or still kind of experiencing like depression or anxiety that came from that situation. And she was really uh, sad or whatnot for the experience. And honey, thank you. I appreciate it. Cause yeah, it's a it's a sad story. Um, in all honesty, I would have to say, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of something um, that through my fasting, I was praying about actually uh, to kind of um, get that weight off of my shoulders in regards to that situation because I realized that I've been carrying it around a lot longer, um, and I don't really think that that's something that will completely go away, but I said, so I don't think that it's something that will ever go away per se, but I think that it's been holding a little more merit in my life day to day than it probably should. Um, so I wasn't, I researched it, um, but I wasn't sure if it was like something kind of like um, after you have a miscarriage, is that considered like postpartum depression? And it's not because there's actually a baby involved where you feel disconnected from your baby. Um, and there's really not much motivation there, but I guess it would just be a severe case of depression. Um, but in all honesty, it probably is something that's a little deeper, I guess. It's not postpartum, but there should be something (laughs) that's kind of, you know, maybe in that same realm when you experience a a miscarriage. Um, Because your body starts to change. And so the way that you feel, uh, your spirit, you know, your mind, your heart, you know, your body literally starts to change and make space for this new being. So it's like you didn't have the baby but you know I know a lot of women have have said that they have felt you know that they know that they lost their their baby and that's kind of like how I felt like I knew like I just lost my baby type thing so I would say that um yeah that situation does give me a lot of anxiety um you know I've lost a lot in the last two years, you know, I've, I've lost, obviously, my baby, I've, I've lost friendships that were dear to my heart, I've lost family members, you know, I've lost a lot, I've lost so much, I lost my grandmother <laughs> recently, within the last seven months, um, who I didn't even know was a security blanket for me, like, yeah, I feel like I've I've lost so much. Um and I think in combination with that, yeah, you know, it gives me anxiety. I would say sometimes I'm not the best spirits, um, so I do feel like depression is something that I'm still working on. Um and sometimes some days I can only do so much. Um and some days I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And so, yeah, I know that it's something that I'm still dealing with. It's something during my fast that I have been heavily praying about and, um, really trying to figure out how to go about doing those things. And because it's not something that you can just shake. It's something that just, you have to kind of train your mind and your body to be like, okay, we know what it is. Let's keep moving. Or, Maybe it's time for me to get with a therapist, you know, and start working through some things. I think that I have done enough work that I can possibly do with myself um, and with the Lord. And so I think 
um, I think now would probably be the time to to find someone to talk to and and get some things uh, and tools, some other tools on how to work through some stuff. And so I think for me, it was more important for me to sit with God and kind of work through some things. And because I I, I do believe that um, I am a strong individual. And it's not to say that, oh my goodness, I'm so strong that I don't need help. No, I can admit that I know that I need some help. But what I do as an individual is that I sit with God before I sit with anybody else, basically, if that makes sense. I've been that way since I was young. Um, those moments sitting with God are really for me to gain clarity of who self is, what exactly do I need help with, how to make sure that that help is most effective because there is something that the therapist can't do for me that the Lord can and there is something that the Lord can do for me can't do for me that therapist can so I'm not one of those Christians or spiritual individuals that believe God heals everything I do believe that God has inspired a lot of um you know healing practices in the world um, especially when it comes to therapists and, um, and those things. So, um, yeah, but for me, there's so many different forms of quote unquote healing in the world these days that I felt like it was imperative, very necessary for me to sit with God and be like, okay, how do I heal me? Like, what is the right way to go about doing it? And so I, I like to sit with God first before I seek outside help, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, because not that I, I feel like I need God's approval to be able to do anything because God gives everyone free agency to be able to make their choices and, and to be free to do whatever it is that you want in this life. However, I also have an eternal perspective and I want to be able to go home to my husband and father one day. And so I just want to make sure, like, we good? <laughs> like, we good, good? Like, and um, I don't know. That's just been how I do things. And um, so, yeah, thank you to Crystal for her question. So to answer you, I know that was probably a long response, but, yeah, um, sometimes it does creep up on me. Sometimes even when I lose too much weight and my stomach is getting back to that flat, flat, I mentioned it in one of my podcasts before is just sometimes I don't even want to lose the weight because I want to have a little pudge. You know, I want to be able to experience what it is like to be pregnant and to become a mother and, um, you know, to have that whole experience with a man that loves me and, and we create a, a home and a family for these children. Like, you know, I have a strong desire to live out the God in me in that way when it comes to creation. Um, but yeah, I also want that to be with a good person. I want that person to be a good man um, for my children. You know what I'm saying? So uh, where I would say not just my children, but our children, you know, I, I believe that we are vessels and, and and we take care of God's children, even though they are born through us as women. I really feel like I'm a placeholder to magnify that child in the way that the Lord would have them to be raised, you know. So I haven't really found anybody who understands that, you know, who understands the responsibility of truly being a queen and truly being a king and, you know, um, a proxy for God's work when we have our children. So yeah, I have a strong desire to do those things. And so sometimes weight is not really something that I even like to lose, even though, like, I'm not 197 now, I'm on my way to, like, losing the weight that I want, it's not to say that I'm not losing it, but it is one of those thoughts that come to my mind, I'm like, oh, I used to have, like, a little, you know, little something growing there, so, yeah, you know, I'm working through some things, I do think that it's about time that I, uh, kind of reach out to some people and, and see, um, what that, situation would be like 
Um, another question was um, about my YouTube channel. I know a lot of people uh, have asked me, like, when are you going to post more vlogs? Your vlogs are hilarious. I know. My mom has been a hit on my social media and on my YouTube channel. People love to see my mom in vlogs when I post her on things <laughs> on my social media, which is amazing. So I think I'm going to do mommy and daughter, daughter talks or something like that because my mom is hilarious, you guys. She really is funny. The things that she says and does on a day-to-day is hilarious. Um, so thank you guys for loving my mom. I love her too. She's amazing. She's, she's really funny. Right now I have been stepping back from the vlogging and stuff like that because I have prioritized goals. I have to get my licenses out of the way. And so I have a lot of things coming up that where I want to make sure that I'm in a position to do the things that I, that I feel in my heart that I want to do. And necessary part of that is getting my next two licenses out of the way. So, um, yeah. And so, yeah, the YouTube content is coming, you know what I'm saying? We're going to see. I'm going to try to do something for y'all soon so I can just post something or whatever. Yep. So, that concludes this episode. I just want to thank everybody for listening, for tuning in. You know, I'm celebrating me today. All the accomplishments, the growth, the progression, you know, the um, work that I've been putting into myself uh, this year thus far. You know, it's crazy how within the last six months things have drastically changed for me. Um, And that's because I made a decision that I really like purposefully um with it like with intent like intentional uh, about the work that I wanted to do uh for myself this year and that it wasn't going to be surface level that it wasn't going to be me lying to myself like really digging deep and and getting ready for the next like you know level in life I guess but I just want to really thank you guys for being a part of this journey and sharing things on social media and yeah make sure you guys connect with us at the bloom line on all social media platforms and yeah thanks for listening be good to yourself be good to each other and oh make sure you celebrate another queen your mom your sister your brother's girlfriend like i don't know if she's a queen celebrate her um, even if it's not somebody that uh, you're con- like, you know, directly connected to, um, let's just celebrate our queens this month. So yeah, rewind. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Peace. <laughs>